Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 520. Hey. You <laughs> could go a little bit more than that. No, I was like, wait, this is an excellent start to the podcast. Just silence. I didn't know where you were going. You just stopped. I wasn't going anywhere. You just, I was just stopped. I was just though. saying. Usually, <laughs> usually you have, like, you go right into something right away. And then you were just like, welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 520. I was hoping we were going to kind of pull us in a bit. What did we do today? Well, we do what we do every day, Pinky. <laughs> talk a bit about We try to books. take over the world. <laughs> we talked about, obviously, we talked about comics. And I have to say, I'm proud of us for having read comics. Because you would think, with such a large break that we had, that we would have read a lot of comics. But usually, actually, the opposite is what happens. Mm-hmm. Where we take a large break and then don't read any comics the entire time. <laughs> But I read two amazing comics. Yeah. Well, you read an arc. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I don't even remember what the other one is. <laughs> Wolverine versus Predator. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. You can tell where my mind goes when we're doing this podcast, um, which is off. <laughs> yes. And I, I have some R.L. Stein Spooky season goodness, because we are in spooky season. Oh, that's right. We're going to start getting a lot of uh, Halloween-type yep. comics. Yep. I do like this time of year. Oh, it's the best. Oh, I forgot to review uh, Nort's uh, swimsuit ed- DC oh, Swimsuit Edition. We'll have to catch that on the, the next go-around. <laughs> I mean, it really was like it had a story, a quick story in there, and then... Just a bunch of pinups. Yeah. Yeah. How they normally go. Yeah. But uh, find out what we reviewed and everything else we talked about. By grabbing a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 520. What a week so far. something because i know you're going to Uh you've been waiting about where everything's at not posted oh yeah i mean we haven't posted i just assumed we were just doing this for fun (laughs) (laughs) then it actually wasn't going out into the world anymore no i was so when i was dog sitting the last two weeks i brought the laptop but didn't bring the charger and then when i opened it it was dead and then Till today, when we're recording, I'm like, oh, I got to post those. How many were there? There are three. Here's the thing. And they're from, like, I, the I, beginning of summer. I did, no, they're not. They're <laughs> It's August. Okay. But I had an eye doctor's appointment today. My eyes are dilated, so I couldn't really post them today. <laughs> I was trying to get them up beforehand, so just in case. So yeah. I didn't. But... They are going to be put up in a time. But here, there's not been a lot of news this summer anyways. I honestly, I really have just felt like this was just your convoluted way of making us hang out. (laughs) I mean, I kind of, well. As opposed to being an actual podcast anymore. Well, I almost did cancel. And I was kind of like, nope, I need to see Lens. We need to do this to hang out. No, it's. Is it it time to wind down? No. Drunk on comics? I'm still doing this. I'm still in it to win it. Just been a rough week so far, and it's only been two days. I was gonna say it's only Tuesday. One of oh, I mean, I'm 
I'm saying this out there just because, you know, it's one of those things of like, um, I want to immortalize uh, one of my friends, but did have a friend actually pass away. Oh, that's sad. Uh, the other day, um, battling cancer. We found out a year ago. Um, things were looking good in like springtime, as far as I knew. Yeah. And then took a turn for the worst the last month. And, mm. and then my car got broken into and my garage did. And someone stole my bike out of my garage as well. Oh, man. Yesterday. Like they broke into your garage, meaning you unlocked. You kept the door unlocked and they opened the door? Shut up, but yeah. <laughs> what about your car? Was the car locked or did they actually break into it? No, I didn't see any forced entry. I usually lock my car door, so I must not have. I just know when I got in my car, everything was piled on the passenger seat yeah. like, from everything and all the change was gone. And that's when all of a sudden I was like, oh, crap. Like I looked into my garage and see what stolen from there. and just they took your the bike, bike, the one with the motor? No, that one's still in the mm. um, back in the shed, but... Yeah, kind of. Yeah, well, that's a bummer. Yeah, so I, I needed to see you tonight. Just <laughs> those two things yeah. already, and then other hectic things. Well, you one. know, I guess if we want to look at the bright side, like had your car been locked, would they have broken the window to get into it? And now you don't have to deal with the broken window? I mean, that is, yes. And what did you have in your car that they was meaning, like... Actually, no, they only just stole, like, some pocket change. Right, than so I guess there's that. And, like, I don't know the last time you rode a bike. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, it, it, obviously, somebody breaking in or getting mm-hmm. into your car, especially your fucking house, is, like, such an invasion of, like, your space That's that no thing. matter what, even if they don't take anything, it still fucking sucks real bad. Like, now I'm, like, looking up for, like, home cameras for... Yeah just to feel safer and it's like i don't really need well i can't afford those but then it's right. like we have four cameras we what, have, what kind do you have we have ring do you have to pay that though monthly, monthly? oh no you just buy it and then you connect it to your wi-fi okay you don't have to pay a monthly service for that Fuck, i think if that. you wanted them to like house your footage you certainly oh. could pay for that i think but we yeah we don't well what if like so how do you get footage off of it when it's on my app oh so like it will record some stuff yeah oh when our when my kia got broken into and they tried to steal it we have we had all the footage from that but you didn't have to live look at it right no oh well shit i, I need i need to stop reading comics and start reading about <laughs> freaking blink cameras because yeah ring Whatever. This is not an ad for Ring um, unless they want to sponsor the podcast that only gets posted once a month. But <laughs> um, yeah, we have so we have one. We have the doorbell and then we have three cameras okay. on like the corners of our house. And honestly, like I think it's a bit overkill, but there's been a lot of houses getting broken into in my neighborhood, including one. I mean, this is not what this podcast is about, but including one that down the street where they had a hatchet with them. Oh, shit. They got left outside because, fortunately, weirdly, they left their back door unlocked so the people didn't have to, like, force themselves in, and they ended up leaving the hatchet behind. But how fucking scary is that? To, like, know that somebody broke into your house Mm -hmm. while you were there upstairs sleeping and, like, also then finding, like, a hatchet that they left behind? That's scary as fuck. So... Yep. It might be overkill to have that many cameras, but... Well... Going from the negatives, I want to go into some positives. Okay. Yay, positives. Um, so I caught up on, uh, well, all right. mostly caught up on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
they are a, a book comic series that I tend to put off a lot. Mm-hmm. I like I let those comics build up and then just read a long story arc. And I've loved that with these because honestly feeling like you just read that last one, it it would hook you because the turtles comics like are so good. I think they're at one fifty now or something or one okay. forties with almost equal as much, uh, secondary issues for things um like the mute animals series um they had a uh what an 80s term mute animals i mean they brought back a lot of any of those old toys as characters in this and that's these are it's a very character driven story and one of the reasons why i didn't read this all um when this came out the story arc of armageddon game is because this is like a culmination of the last 10 plus years mm. of seeds being placed within mm-hmm. kind of coming to a fruition. And there was the main numbered turtle stories. Then there was like an eight series Armageddon uh, series. Then there was a secondary one to uh, Armageddon, the Alliance. So there's three kind of cross, you know, not really crossing with anything, just you get a bigger, fuller story reading all of them than just reading the numbered issues, if you were. Okay. But you'd still kind of get what's going on in the Turtle universe. But that's the thing. It is the Turtles universe, so you kind of want to read everything, knowing every single character, their thoughts, their kind of their side bets, or not really bets, but allegiances with other characters throughout. I'm saying all this because they've gotten into kind of a um, a bit of a mystical sense. There's always been the technology kind of the ooze and everything sure. and how they came about in a science kind of based way. Mm-hmm. But there's mm-hmm. also them being kind of the spirits of the Hamato clan mm. from in ancient uh, Japan. Mm-hmm. Do you remember me ever telling you about like the series before and kind of how that kind of has coincided? No. Ultimately, I say all of this, though, to come up with, like, this one single page, two pages within the series that really kind of stood out was how um, they're talking about different energies and kind of, like, that key kind of energy that, you know, kind of that mystical lore that they could have um, with some powers and how each of the turtles are pretty much kind of a gravity well. Like, they just pull people in. Okay. And how each of them, there's other people that have bigger presence, this emotional, um, I took this picture here mainly so I could see it, the effects of um, this powerful radiant gravity. Okay. And and how all the turtles coming together then adds all that, that I don't know, it's just a very good visual, like, and I'm probably doing a very shitty job explaining it. Like, instead of having Zords that come together to make one giant Zord, no, it's they have a... energy that comes together to make one giant energy. Look at it in a spiritual kind of sense I of, can't like... do that. People... I don't have reference for that. <laughs> you can't read comic books and just kind of go with whatever that no. system is? No. I guess I... What do you so you so so they have they have big personalities that draw people in right they have the I mean but they're more or less kind of saying in a 
mystical, spiritual kind of sense of like doing a Hadouken type, you know, spirit bomb kind of like that superpowers. Okay. Adding some of that within the turtles' lore, okay. not just fighting with, you know, size and oh, they can do energy blasts now. Is that what you're saying? Well, Donatello added some mystical stones to this Fisto glove, and okay, and he turned it into kind of a time, time machine, okay, type, uh, wormhole thing. It's a whole ordeal. Gotcha. Well, that is way different than you how you were originally. Describing it because when you were first describing it, you were you were talking about their them being gravity wells for, for well, just imagine for like, person not for personalities but for like I don't know spiritual gravity wells meaning they draw people in with their yeah. energy energy gravity gravity wells I guess they draw people in with their energy. You never met just the person that just well they say does- Hitler was like that right. <laughs> I mean, and they do. Ve- and ve- yeah, and very much so <laughs> if we looked in, you know, in the spirit realm like they were in at this moment. Uh, right. I didn't understand. I thought you were basically just saying that's why that nobody's killed them yet, being mutant turtles, right? Oh. Because they, and, and when they're together, it makes like this giant love bomb, essentially. But really what you're saying is they have this energy that now they can manifest and use as weapons. <laughs> Yes. Which is way different than the the way I thought you were originally describing it. (laughs) I'm just going to give up on my review of Turtles. (laughs) I love Turtles. I love Turtles. (laughs) And I'm going to re-listen to this one we're done recording and be like, did I sound that bad? Because I thought I was making sense. I might have I might have blacked out for a second. I don't fucking know. But <laughs> Ninja Turtles is an amazing series. It's hard to tell someone to just jump on in now sure. because there's so much lore. Oh yeah. For sure. And what they've put into this that they've taken from past uh, renditions of it. They even brought in uh remember when they had that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like live show where they introduced the female turtle? Yes. They've done that in a right. way here where it makes sense. I knew but, that they had a female turtle. Well, no, but that's who I thought they kind of were doing mm. um, Venus from that show because they did do have. They introduced one that looked just like that one uh, in a different, and that actually just came about recently too. So gotcha. you're thinking of Jenica, this other turtle. There's a couple, lot more turtles now, and lots of turtles. Plans getting bigger. And lots of turts. Lots of different people. Did you finish? Did you finish it? Did you finish the arc? Yes. Yep. And there's like so three... Armageddon didn't happen. No, they were able to clean up a lot of mess. Okay. Uh, Spoiler Shred- alert. Shredder <laughs> is still is has been resurrected, but he's not the bad guy right now. He actually was helping the turtles. Uh, Splinter's he's got a real dead. Magneto vibe these days. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's doing some things. His uh, granddaughter is in charge of the Foot Clan, and so again with the story arc kind of ending and the three issues that I haven't read since. They're kind of in this lull now. Actually, I did read the one right afterwards where they were kind of in this, like, infighting with the turtles, like, everything. So I'm like, I don't want this universe to end. Yeah. I see how they left some seeds open, but they really tied a bow on a lot of things that they've had going on throughout the years. Like, a lot through this uh, story arc was those little uh, excerpts from the editors, like, check out in Ninja Turtles number seven or... yeah. You know, time place. I feel like one. the infighting amongst the turtles is like a, a, just a normal part of their plot. 
I feel like in both the movies, the classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies, both of those plots are driven by infighting. I know. So I was kind of, <laughs> but I'm just like, you just showed your unity and everything, and now they're fighting. Yeah. It feels like one of those things that happens every time. I do want to also briefly quick uh, bring up uh, this book that I just read this week, uh, Predator versus Wolverine. Oh, okay. Interesting. And so I... I Again, not being able to really see right now with my eyes, I had to take pictures of the comic to then blow up so I could get oh. uh, the writer, Benjamin Percy. Um, I like or, how you said uh, not really being able to see with your eyes. Like you specified that it was your eyes that couldn't see. <laughs> with them dilated. Um there was a couple different artists uh, throughout this, which was kind of fun because of the way the story was presented. So it does give you uh, different continuity for the different time periods. Um, okay. So is it like Predator versus Wolverine throughout Wolverine's history? Yeah. So it starts off present day, and it, it has Wolverine saying that they say I'm the best that there is. I'm sure shit don't feel that way. Not now. Not when I'm the hunted. And that's in the now. And then it goes to a past, like the 1900s, mm-hmm. early 1900s. Then there was another scene at a later time, it felt like, a little bit. And then at the end, there was another... It felt jumbled at first with him with Team X, pretty much um, when Sabretooth, Maverick, uh, when they're... The, are you talking about Weapon, Weapon X? X? Pretty, yeah. Um, they're calling them Team X in this ah. right now. But And throughout these different time periods, when the Team X part came up at the end, so again, they're setting it in different things of this thing is still hunting him. Let's see the first time there's hunting. And then where the Team X part comes up, that's the kind of cliffhanger. Spoiler. Then there's a lot of... Uh, the I can't remember their name. It starts with a Y, I believe. But the Predators, mm. aliens with a group Predators, aliens. So already you're going to know within this book series, you're going to get some standalone Wolverine fighting. He did fight and beat one of them ah, in the past. Nice. So first win to Wolverine. Yay, Wolvie. We know we're going to get a giant Predator fight with some other superheroes. That's kind of cool within this. You then have this mystery of them hunting him to begin with and them still wanting to and then this future wolverine pretty much bleeding out like there's a lot of internal monologue with this book because it's mainly wolverine sure predators don't really talk yeah i mean a couple times and he has some interactions with some humans uh within the story but i I love it Hmm. like it's a good wolverine book even if you just switched out predator for like venom or some other bad guy i'm like i'm kind of liking yeah the story arc, but then it's Predator and it's making it seem pretty sweet. What well, now? So remind me, because I'm not a dude. What <laughs> the Predators when whatever aliens they were when they come to Earth to hunt humans? What is there a reason why? They've just they've always yeah. The history of kind of the Predators is they've come to Earth multiple times, hunted uh, buffalo, plant, just any sure their prey, their hunting. And within the first movie with Schwarzenegger, he was in the the jungle mm-hmm. and came across the military men, and then luckily man won. So he's not necessarily like 
hunting humans, gotcha. but then okay, I was hunting sure jungle he was cats like, and he came because he's always looking for. Well, they've set like, up a little bit, kind of like for a humans prey too. that's worthy, you know, to make he doesn't want it to be easy, sort of thing. I didn't. Well, know I, I mean, was... I more or less should say they they hunt things throughout the universe. So yes, they do come to Earth primarily for humans being the top of the food chain here they've also within some of the movies and everything being crossed with the xenomorphs mm-hmm. have if you've ever seen the aliens versus predator movie yeah that's the one that took place in the south pole right yeah, yeah. and then there was another one oh, in america yeah. or something and blah 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 ultimately though seems like a good portrayal and like kind of a history of them coming like let's say this plopped wolverine into that universe of you know, mm-hmm. there's really only the two movies and then the Prey prequel, which was really good on Hulu. Um, all the comic books and everything. It just works. And I'm intrigued with the different narratives for the different time periods. Um, as the internal monologuing of Wolverine kind of saying when he's on Team X then, he's like, and I don't remember, or how do I fight something that I don't even remember pissing off because his mind was wiped. Right, right. So now he doesn't even yeah. really know these things. So it's like, that's another kind of small thing, and I'm glad that they mentioned that too to kind of be like, oh, so this guy who should have known how to beat these things, oh, he really doesn't, so it's a full new right. game. Hard reset. And, that, and that's some good gore in there too, some good kills. So. Nice. Very, yeah, it's very fun. happy. Fun, 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 what fun. Do you have? Well, I read the second issue to uh, Evil <laughs> by Mir- I can't do that. I feel like you're not even trying. Uh, you, you let your tongue loose, right? You just let you your gotta tongue? Use, no, don't use your tongue. Use the back of your throat. <laughs> what What is the back of my throat? You can't do a Wookiee noise? I know that's not the Wookiee noise, but that that vocal vibration is part of the Wookiee noise. Yeah, I can't. can't do it. No, but I've never been able to roll my Um, I'm not going to go into it. uh, Listen to the episode if it's posted uh, (laughs) where I did the review of the first one. It's good. I like Mirko and Dolfo's shit. So if you like any of the stuff that she's ever done, then you're going to enjoy it. Um, I started reading from Boom. Um, It is called Stuff of Nightmares, Red Murder. So were you an Arl Stein kid? Uh, yeah, I read them a lot. I, I wasn't really on the Goosebumps train, but I read the fuck out of Fear Street. Okay, I read a couple of those, but mainly Goosebumps. Yeah. Um, and the thing I I am, as an adult, am appreciating about R.L. Stein and having grown up um, reading his books is that he really does, like, he did, he did Goosebumps, which is for, like, younger kids. Not young, young kids, but, like, younger kids. And then he did Fear Street, which is for, like, t- preteens, teenagers. And now I'm reading a comic book written by him that is definitely for adults. Which is, it just, it's fun to, like, see him follow his starting audience with time and like mature up the writing as they get older. And I don't know if that's what he's trying to do, but it feels like it. And I appreciate it. 
Um, so this was written um, and created by Errol Stein and illustrated by Adam Gorham and colored by Francesco Sigala. So the fact that this is called Stuff of Nightmares and then has like a subtitle of Red Murder makes me think that this is going to be an ongoing series with different stories. And I don't know because I haven't gotten all the way through this because it's 46 pages and that's like a double size book. And I was not giving myself enough time to read a double size book before I got here today. Um, so I don't know how it ends. I don't know if this story has finality or if it's going to be like a couple issues okay. going forward. Um, but if it is going to be the sort of series anthology type series like Ice Cream Man or, you know, all those fucking TV shows, Tales from the Crypt, things like that. Then that's exciting. I could, I could, it, that makes it like his books, right? Because none of his books followed the same character every time. They were fresh new stories each time. So this follows, <clears throat> uh, it's a, it's about a, a comic book called Red Murder that is about a guy who worked in a blood lab. And I tell you what, the comic, it starts with kind of like the comic book, the first issue of the comic book. And I don't know how this comic book became popular in the world that Arl Stein is writing about because it's terribly written. Uh, <laughs> I was, I got through the first couple pages and I was like, I hope this isn't the whole fucking book. I hope that they're trying to be bad on purpose <laughs> because if this is the whole book, then I have to stop reading this right away. And luckily it was not the whole book. It was just the dialogue and everything was real bad. But it like campy. Oh yeah, real, real. Just and like <laughs> this guy works in a, in a blood lab, um, <laughs> and his in the in the comic book within the comic book works in a blood lab, and his and his boss is a real asshole, and ends up shoving him into a bunch of tainted blood that spills all over him and turns him into a character called Red Murder. That's the character's name, Red Murder. And the the very last part of the fake comic book says, and so Dale Warner becomes Red Murder, dedicating his life to blood, getting it, devouring it, thriving on it, his menacing cry, into the murderverse. And I read that and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's what he yells before he kills somebody <laughs> is into the murder verse. But anyway, then it actually gets into the guy who wrote yeah. his story a little bit. Well, the, yeah. And then you kind of see the lampooning of everything. Yeah. In those type of books. Yeah. And, and, and before you get into like the actual story, there is like a, a, a page with like a crypt keeper type like storyteller character. That's like, here's what we're going to be talking about. Sort of page. Which makes me think it's definitely going to be an anthology series. And then gets back into the story. And it gets into the normal tropes of like, oh, this guy created Red Murder. It became very popular. Movies and toys and blah, blah, blah. But he was, an, he was a writer for hire, right? He doesn't own mm. the character. He hasn't gotten any of the money from it. He does this podcast at a con. And the guy doing the podcast is real like, ha, ah, didn't get any of that money, did you? Oh, your second book was a failure, was it? And the, <laughs> the guy gets just really pissed and starts throwing shit around the podcast studio. But I don't even know that that part of it matters because what happens next is at the same convention, the guy who plays Red Murder 
in the movies is there to do like a signing and his handler shows up and opens the door and this dude has killed somebody. The actor? Well, like red somebody dressed like red murder who is in the room when he opens the door has killed somebody and then runs off and they think it's the actor because he was in costume and he yells the tagline as before he leaves (laughs) (laughs) so clearly and then and then okay spoiler 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 because this is a brand new book so if you don't if you want to read it you skip over like 30 seconds um I mean, it's not going to give too much away because I'm only like a quarter of the way through the book. But it's not the actor. He rolls up later. He's like, oh, sorry, my plane was late. Oh. Sort of thing. So they don't know the person who did it. But clearly they're trying to set up like people are obsessed with this fucking movie and these comic books to the point where like they're committing murders as this person. So I'm real interested in what happens next. And again, is the story going to have an end? Is there going to be a new story in the next issue or is there going to be a couple issues of this story and then hopefully some more after that? I don't know. I'm along for the R.L. Stein ride for sure. I, <laughs> I have I have I have teenage year trust in him. He didn't steer me wrong with Fear Street. So many kids love Goosebumps. I have to believe that it's going to be good. I was just thinking uh, how we kind of grew up with these things and I don't think kids nowadays have like, they could still go to the library and get goosebumps. Yeah. I mean, it's not as pushed anymore. At least I know the only three kids that I really talked to is my niece and right. nephews, but I don't know if it's as big as it used to be for us. And, and I think they have their own things and some of them are scary. I don't know if you've read lemony snicket at all, but those books are fucked up. <laughs> and they're I've for heard, kids. I, I like the the show. The guy who wrote those books because he wrote those and he wrote another series of books that Connor and I, I read to Connor when he was little. Um, the the guy who writes those books, whose name is not Lemony Snicket, <laughs> um, has stated that he writes for children. He doesn't write down to children. He writes for children, so they're they're smarter. And he he writes to where he thinks they'll they'll meet him that's awesome um so they're very good books and they're also kind of fucked up but i don't know i i don't hang out with young kids so i don't know what they're reading these days it's (laughs) it's hard for them they're having a hard time with books right now those kids people keep pulling shit out of their libraries so (laughs) but i did see an interview um or it wasn't an interview so art spiegelman I'm done with this review. Moving on. Art Spiegelman, who wrote Mouse, um, was getting an award or something, and he gave a speech where he was talking about how um, his after he wrote Mouse, he would have these nightmares about running from, like, a 500-pound mouse. Like, he didn't think he was ever going to be able to get past, like, this work being, like, the only thing people know him for. Um, and then it kind of disappeared, right? People stopped talking about Mouse. Like, mm-hmm. we read it when we were younger, but, like, kids stopped. It was still in libraries, but kids really stopped reading it and talking yeah. about it. Until he's like, my publishers, the school boards, um, started pulling it out of schools. And he's like, it, I think I've sold more copies of it now than I did in its original run. And he's like, and now I have to turn around and hug the big 500-pound mouse. <laughs> <laughs> And I just thought that was really cool. I mean, it sucks that people are 
trying to censor shit from kids, but yeah, I don't think they quite... I mean, this always happens. They never learn. You pull... You make things unavailable to kids. What do you think they want to read? Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to get books like that these days because you just buy them off Amazon. And they're for kids. They're not age-restricted. Yeah. Well, that's so. uh, any... Band list is the new uh, reading list. I mean, honestly, when I, if I, I don't think I grew up having books banned to, like, in our schools or, I mean, I have no fucking clue. Maybe there was. I have no idea. Um, but when I would hear about books that had been banned, the first thing I wanted to do was read it <laughs> to figure out why I just, it was banned. I don't banned. ever remember growing up with that uh, as a problem. Yeah. But, no. Uh, a book that has recently come out for those of you that want to um, understand the mind of the true savior of the snap, Scott Lang. Look out for the little guy. The actual book is out in stores right now. Oh, that, oh, the book he was he was doing in the movie. Yeah, yeah. It was announced when the movie came out that it was going to be released in September, and that is now out with. Plenty of excerpts in there of like stuff that happened off screen in okay. the universe. Interesting. That, you know, I haven't read it yet, but I've heard reviews that it's actually pretty funny. Is it better than the last movie. Uh, definitely. No one really <laughs> said that, but I could definitely see how that would be. Um, then going into. The X-Men world just saw some uh, solicitations of the resurrection of Magneto, and he's been dead for For about a year For a hot minute, yeah. Yeah. And He didn't want to be resurrected, did he? No, and that was a big thing. Partially, I'm like, I hate this, because let him stay dead longer. Let's do without him, but since... Everything's coming to culmination, and this Krakoan era is ending. I'm kind of like, yeah. I mean, they got the resurrection protocols. Let's get them back, even though stuff's kind of fucked up right now with the fall of X. And do you think they're going to do a hard reset? Do you yes. think it's going to go back to like? I truly think I didn't at first because I'm like, I don't know how you could. There's been too much ingrained with other continuities right. to really do that unless you do a full reset. Yeah. I mean the and the McGovern is right or McGuffin is right there McGuffin. with Moira resetting at any time, um, but Jonathan Hickman said that when he first pitched this idea, he had like a three stage plan, and the first was starting with the House of X and Powers of Ten and or a, a, yeah three stage plan, and then he wanted that opened up to these other artists and we're getting to finally the third stage. So he's kind of had this planned, but they didn't know how long the middle stage would be. Mm. And that's kind of where it's been going in, in its own kind right. of natural ways. Cause different uh, writers have picked up the threads that were kind of sewn within the first couple things. That's why it's now ending, but this was always the plan. I also wonder just with, they now are reintroducing the ultimate uh, universe. Oh, like just across the board in the Marvel universe? They're yes. There, well, there's a mini series right now about it coming back. Okay. Um, I don't know if the fourth issue's out yet or not, but um, 
it's starting to say that the Ultimate Universe is going to be resurrected. Um, no one's quite sure because not knowing how that miniseries ends, but Jonathan Hickman has been announced to be writing the new Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm. So I've never really read Ultimate Spider-Man, but I love Hickman, so I might have to. Yeah. But again, saying all this ties a bit back to I think it's going to be a uh Marvel Universe reset gotcha. thing going. Yeah. I, and I also say that because of his the God's book that is also I've talked about before. Right. That he's doing. Which I think that's going to be that universal at the end of that kind of snap something reset the universe which means why it seems like the X-Men are winding down is because well there's going to be a hard reset anyways in yeah. the whole universe then we can just start over. And if there isn't, um, again, I feel like it, that's kind it of the just, only way to do it. Yeah. Cause with if, where they've taken the story. Otherwise just is for Moira to reset it. Yeah. And it kind of go back and it doesn't necessarily need to go back to like the way things were before this series. Um, I just, I just don't but. want the experiences that happened here to be, like forgotten except yeah. for one person remembering it because i hate that because it's always just wolverine remember, usually do you remember the series that they did before this where they were based you you find out later that they're kind of just in like an alternate timeline or dimension or something where like mutants are oh just yeah um, where they had like the an actual high school i'm trying to remember but like it was basically like mutants were like the Populous. Age of M or something. Something like that, yeah. And then they reset that at the end with like the most convoluted fucking plot line ever. As long as they can do this better than that, then, <laughs> you know, we'll see where it goes. I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I have not kept up on it because it got too fucking convoluted, which they always do with the X-Men. But, uh, it's too Here's much. The thing. I again, I love the the. I just hope going forward they still have some of these team ups of powers siphoning off each other. It's one of the greatest things, and in Fantastic Four, I haven't been really reading Avengers lately, but I know at least in one of the Fantastic Fours, uh, Shield is doing a protocol of p- teaming up certain heroes with abilities because they've learned from the X Men doing it. So I'm kind of looking forward to what yeah. some cool kind of power move sets could be with them. Well, I mean, come on. It's, it's and I think they're fucking, all just copying my hero academia. Video. I was going to say, but also like they've been doing that in video games for like forever. And like even role playing games like D&D, you know, like these powers mesh with these powers better and things like that. So, it's... But uh Besides all that, I am happy that they're coming back out with Superior Spider-Man. I don't know what that's going to be involving. That was resolved. That was Doc Ock Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Dan Slott is bringing them back. And (sighs) I haven't been, like I said, really reading Spider-Man. I'm going to start because Uncanny Spider-Man just came out this past week. That's Nightcrawler being Spider-Man. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's obviously going to be a limited uh, right. issue, but he kind of left Krakoa. Uh, lots of bad shit happened to him, and he's kind of like, fuck y'all. Yeah. Again, haven't read it yet to know why he is. Right. 
but I'm just kind of like, huh? I'm kind of there for it. It'll be Kurt interesting. Hmm. 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 Interesting. Yeah, you'll have to let me know how that is. And then uh, more Thorcore. Thorcore. That was really big in the secret, the last Secret Wars. Thorcore. Yeah. Oh. My God. What were you? I. <laughs> I thought you were making like you were changing the word hardcore into Thorcore, oh. and I was like, "Are you talking about like sexy Thor?" <laughs> but no, you mean core as in C O R P S. I actually <laughs> said it right instead yeah. of corpse that yeah. I normally would. Thor corpse would have been. I would have been like, "What dead Thor?" <laughs> See, either way, I would have been confused about what you were saying. <laughs> oh, um. I don't know what all uh, it's going to be involved, but it's going to be Thor with Beta Ray Bill, Jane Foster, uh, Loki, and Storm. Oh, oh, that's an odd ad. Storm. Uh, I think the the lightning. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. I could see her. I could see that. Yeah. If that's I could see her if that's Thor the connecting up at some point. Oh, that'd be weird. Why not? Why? They're both gods and goddesses, and I don't know. I feel like Storm is too powerful of a woman to be Thor's arm candy. I don't know. Well, I'm just throwing that out there, so it's probably not what's going to happen. So don't not read it if that's your reason. Thor core. But oh. now I'm I now I'm just thinking about like what the Thor porn would be. <laughs> Did you watch Doom Patrol? Um, I don't know if I finished Doom Patrol. Well, the fourth season's coming out in October. Okay, maybe I did finish season three. three. I like I know I did, but I can't really remember because it's been so long. Yeah. Ago, but this is what we have left of DC cinematic. Yeah. Gold. Well, this, this is it, right? They're only doing the last season yeah. four is the last season. Each season kind of wrapped up as of its own self, kind of. They so, just never knew, yeah. So I hope that's what will get some resolution at the end of this. Um, with the real resolution, having them known that this was kind of going into going to probably be the last season, right? Um, but I just say that because the Aquaman two trailer came out, and I forgot that that was a thing, and it. Aquaman 2? You forgot Aquaman 2 was a thing? That it was still a movie to come out. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't look great. No. It's... No. No. No, But Doom Patrol is amazing. But by God, they failed. Did you see Blue Beetle? Oh, I guess I haven't seen that one yet. No. Connor, Connor watched it and he said it was good. I don't know. I didn't. Yeah, I haven't heard any bad things. He's usually pretty discerning. I mean, he's not overly discerning. Like he'll watch it, but he's usually pretty honest on whether it was crap or not. And he said it was good. So. Um, I know it's old news now, but still new news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix has renewed One Piece for season two, which is great. Really, really enjoyed, so good. enjoyed that. It really, the thing I, besides the fact that it was just a really well done show, the thing I like most about it is that it proved that you can stick to this, the anime mm-hmm. in, in such a closely like true way 
and people will love it. Because I think a lot of these live action remakes of animes, they've done things where like, well, we can't do that because that uh, you, of course, you can do that in an animated series, but mm-hmm. you can't do that in the live action. And they did not think that in this at all. They yeah. there was so many times where I'm watching this and I'm like, that is straight out of the anime. Well, here's the thing: I had to remind myself a couple times. Uh, I, I like watching for two reasons. Anything. If it's a great story, but then also like the visual, whether it's model or anything, just immersive world. I mm-hmm. feel like I'm not seeing any CGI or anything. And there were a couple of times I got pulled out because the stuff was so colorful and so kind of goofy. But then I had to remind myself, but that's how it is watching yeah. an anime that I'm like, actually is pulling me even more yeah. in of the goofy. That is how it is. When he fucking stretches his head back and does his stupid little gum gum whatever <laughs> and slams his head into somebody like that is exactly how it happens in the anime and fucking that is exactly how all the fish people look in the anime. It is just I we were, I was watching it with Josh and it took him like a bunch of episodes and he was like, "Oh, those are their natural hair colors. I thought everybody was just dyeing their hair wild colors. I was like, no. <laughs> They're all born with those hair colors. <laughs> it, is, it is highly, I high, I recommended it to one of my friends the other day who doesn't watch anime. And I was like, you should totally watch this. It's stupid and crazy and I love it. I said it was Ted Lasso Pirates. I mean, it's just positive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... To be honest, Ted Lasso is just Luffy soccer. (laughs) (laughs) Because that cartoon has been on since the 90s. 1999 is when that anime debuted. Damn, and it's still going. And the manga was going a little bit. I think 97 is when the manga started. And they have plans to keep going until like 2032. I hope there that, are thousands of episodes I, of the anime. <laughs> I hope that they can come to some sort of agreement to end on a good note. Yeah. Maybe if it's just the first uh, big arcs and then the rest go into comics. Just I hope I hope it turns out well. But I, I have faith because yeah. they so the there were what ten episodes eight episodes of the. Yeah, eight. And they've, so I think Connor said one of his friends was reading the manga and they were 70 issues in and that got you to the plot that's like halfway through the live action TV series. So the, it definitely moved faster and they didn't, I don't know, did you, have you ever watched the anime? I started watching some of it. They're like, they're half hour, 20 minute long episodes, but if you cut out the beginning credits and the catch up from the previous episode mm-hmm. and the end credits they're like 10 minutes long <laughs> yeah you can power watch through a bunch of them if you just cut through all of that bullshit so it's not surprising that they were able to pack so much into eight eight hour long episodes i think is what they were half an hour were they hour yeah 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 about, yeah i think so yeah um so that's some good news i have some Strange news. I was going to save it towards the end, but it just perfectly fits right here. So, Reborn is a vending machine. Season 2 has been announced. Is that... Oh, it's a book, right? Well, no. It's uh, anime. 
Okay. I and, think it's based on a manga too, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, most all anime is. are. Yeah. And I only say that because I was looking, I was purposely looking up weird uh, names for anime and, and mangas. Um, and this one was just, what? Reborn is a vending machine and it's getting a second season. Okay. What's this about? Well, it's about a person reborn as a vending machine. (laughs) Here's the synopsis. After dying in a traffic accident, I find myself standing near an unfamiliar lake. My body won't move. I can't hear my voice. And when I try to shout in confusion, words that I never expected come out. Get one free with a winner. It It seems I've turned into a vending machine. I can only do what vending machines can do. It's impossible to move by myself, and there's no way for me to have any meaningful conversation. How am I going to survive some fantasy world's dungeon like this? If that doesn't have you intrigued enough to have a season two, what does? Wow. That how, like how can you even make that a thing? How how is there a plot line to that? There are a lot of stories like this. And I'm curious enough to watch the first episode of this. You just definitely to should. You definitely and report should. back next week. Yeah, you definitely should. Because I'm like, I don't want to watch it, but like, you're, be... you're curious enough. To... Yeah, like how? Really, I just want to know how. Like how? How is this a thing? Yeah, how does that become if a season long? They can't talk or move. They probably learn to, but then what's the? They just walk around as right. a vending machine. Yeah, like, I don't. Yeah. I don't get wild. Um, what else did uh? Oh, I don't have a lot of comic book. Did you see right after we recorded last, which has been a couple weeks now? They came out. I think it was literally. I went home after recording and I saw that they released the images of Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds and as Deadpool and Wolverine. And Hugh Jackman was wearing the classic blue and yellow. Ah. Living for it for sure. I cannot fucking wait. That is all I wanted to say about it. But literally, I got home and I was like, "God damn it! Why didn't we see this while we were recording?" <laughs> you know what I'm living for? After her pictures came out of the Toxic Avenger. Oh, they're redoing Toxie. Yeah, and they they had some pictures come out of Elijah Wood. I don't know who he's playing as, but um, there's just been a couple pictures of actors within it do you know is it still um trauma yeah trauma is lloyd kaufman still doing it he was the guy who did always been he's been the trauma guy yeah i mean uh this one i believe it is okay good good for him if he's i hope so if lloyd kaufman has been able to take one of his trauma movies i don't know if you've ever listened to him talk about his movies he's wild he's a wild interview um but they the the budgets and what they were able to pull off in these movies is insane and if he has finally gotten some like actual big screen sort of like money to make these movies i am so happy for him i i, the, I hope that he's involved in i remember this. the cartoon show which was a lot different than the yes. movies yes yes that i then saw later on and uh, I, I, I am expecting and hoping this will be bad, good, uh, good, bad. If it's trauma, then <laughs> but I also hope that it's I not even so. that though. I do hope like it's almost, 
it kind of cool for a serious dark almost movie. Yes, but it has if it's if it's staying true to its trauma roots, then it has to be a little not serious. Yeah. Just a little. Um there was a bunch of things going on with the game developer Unity, but I know you probably don't know about that. Uh, nope, you're right. <laughs> Unity, what's that? Is that a one a development? It's it's place? it's an engine. Oh. So how the games use their engines. You know, our listeners are going to. I turned that off. Earlier. No, the like if they're longtime listeners, <laughs> Shit. they're literally going to be like, "Does this dude ever change his text oh. message notification?" It has been. When did you guys start this podcast? It was in two thousand and twelve, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I think it was twelve, and I'm pretty sure it's just been that. It's the a- whole time through many phones. It's how all my friends, when we're out and about, knows I get a text message. <laughs> Everyone knows it. Um, something I found kind of interesting, uh, the first Bob Ross painting that he painted on TV went for $10 million. Whoa. Completed it in half an hour. Do you think that he would have wanted that? Um, I, I do know, because I watched a documentary of, like, they have his works down, like, under lock and key and they rarely do see the light of day of selling but um this one was from someone that before bob ross passed away and all this stuff then got put in a warehouse he had sold some paintings himself Mm. uh, throughout the years so i believe that's where this person originally got the the picture and then resold it Wow. But I would love to have an original Bob Ross. Sure. I can only imagine. You will never be able to afford an original Bob Ross. You'd have to find it. Like, he donated a bunch to the Salvation Army, and they have no idea what they have sort of scenario. (laughs) He Uh, painted this for somebody, and then that person died, and the grandkids were like, well, this is stupid. It's just happy little trees. And then (laughs) donated to the Salvation Army, and then you find it. I could afford an original Rob Liefeld, though. Could you? Maybe. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> could no. You? At this moment, now, no. But could I? I? Say that, yes. Say that. He, could you? <laughs> he tweeted out the other week. I uh, had to get something off my chest. Uh, he made an exclusive for New York City Comic Con of the iconic, uh, old school looking cat. Oh, with the big fat chest. Yes, but as Sam Wilson instead. Oh. So you can see them side by side. Sam looking a lot less chestier than the original, but Do you I mean like you like he basically Captain America knows what it's like to have tits in that picture. I, it, it's the proportion so much is weight on his very, chest. And again, we can joke cuz well, anyone can joke about anything really, but at least Rob has understood that yeah, that was a bit. Yeah, it was the nineties. Things were crazy back then, wasn't it? Was the nineties, right? Yeah. I think so. Um, so I have two last things, three last things ish to bring up, and I'm very interested in your thoughts on this. Um, so Bill Willingham, who created Fables, okay, and love Fables, mm-hmm. uh couple weeks ago announced that he was 
putting fables into the public works. Oh. He was just, it's his, and he's doing that. So he's making it public domain? Yes. Okay. Which is uh, very interesting. Uh, he maintains that he's owned the rights, but Warner Brothers DC is trying to say no, that it's ours. It's an interesting thing, and I'm sure it's going to go to courts on who can actually say that. Right. Um, he recently came back with the series, and I think issue nine recently came out. I hope this doesn't upend the like that series right now. If they have some bad feelings towards each other, I know that he. The reason why he did this is because he was kind of getting pissed about how um, he's pretty much been paid and everything within the realm. Yeah. Yeah, working for the the big two is a real shit show. But if, yeah, I mean, it would be you would have. I imagine he has to have a contract somewhere that states ownership of the characters. But did like did he create the series and then like DC bought it later? See, I, I mean, I don't know how the past things. He he says though that he he thought that when he signed the contracts, he'd be working with certain people that he could trust over the time. However, over the years, DC has just flipped people in and out. And what? Yeah. What? People only looking out for the company and not the creators. How long has Fables been around? For a long time. Did it start time. in the nineties or the eighties? I think the two, well, thinking college, I know Matt okay. was reading some. So in, the two thousands. Yeah, maybe late 90s, but... Well, um, I graduated from high school in 1999, and I'm older than you. So probably early 2000s. I mean... Maybe I... late 90s. I guess I guess my point to, hit, to, to that is, like, his statement is a bit naive. Because it was very well known into the late 90s and early 2000s, the shenanigans that Marvel and DC pulled in their work-for-hire contracts. So, oh, for sure. And there's lots of more talk about all that stuff. Came out July 20, oh, not 20, 2002. <laughs> 2002. Oh, oh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the year Connor was born. So Fables is the same age as Connor. Um, and, and, I, the, I, and I'm not saying this to like, he should definitely fucking own his own work. But like to make the statement that like he's surprised by the shit that DC pulled, I'm kind of like, are you though? No, I'm not, he's not saying surprised. He's just kind of saying. He's upset just, by it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, again, I'm like, well, you get in bed with the devil. Yeah. You don't expect to get herpes. <laughs> <laughs> the very least, a raging yeast infection. <laughs> Um, but no, that sucks. I hope. What is well, it? I mean, what does that mean? So if he puts it in get, the public domain, yeah. that means anybody can reuse the characters for anything. Yeah. So it is cool, but also like, do you really want to see a porno made out of your characters? Because that will happen. It probably already happens anyways. <laughs> but now it can happen yeah. legally. <laughs> There's no I just recourse. think that it's such a beautiful world of folklore and right. That it should be more yeah. widely spread. It's, it's interesting because technically he's using characters that aren't even really his. I know. And that's another reason why I'm kind of yeah. seeing how I get kind of the legalities of he's totally changed them into new characters. Right. But the characters that they were. Right. It's 
it's an interesting yeah. thing. So I hope that goes through, but I uh, probably DC's already telling them no, and who knows if him just saying it, it that probably they have more money than he does yeah. too to fight. That's the shitty. That's the shittiest thing about these sort of battles is like DC can just throw. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Warner Brothers and DC they've been hurting for money, so maybe they don't have the money to fight this battle. <laughs> um. So two things that are uh, cool things to buy. Uh, you can have a, a hundred movie legacy animated film Blu-ray set from Disney. Oh, like all their animated movies. Oh, interesting! Like all of them, mm-hmm. even the Oops. I, 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 even the ones that you can't really buy because they're uh, racist. Oh. <laughs> not not those ones. <laughs> Um, well, looking down, yeah, that one looks like it's not on here. But, uh, <laughs> this lovely bad boy could be yours for $1,500. Oh, that's not bad. For 100 movies? That's $15 a movie. Yeah. Comes with, like, you know, nice case, little... Are they, are they, what format are they in? Are they Blu-rays? Yeah. Okay. 4K? Huh, well, fuck, $15 a movie is a deal. If you're... There are and there are people who will buy this. There are people who are into Disney. I mean, I have Disney Plus, so I can just watch them all there. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it looks like it's got all the Cars movies, all the Toys movies, all the wow every movie. That's cool. Um, there is so um, physical media is coming back around for movies. Like there's VHS are mm-hmm. are coming back hardcore. Like I kind of like cassettes happened where like indie bands were making started selling cassettes at shows and stuff um like indie movies are being released on vhs it's crazy but you can go and there's tape swaps and people and stuff like that so like physical media has is not going to die people aren't going to collectors are not going to let physical media die and that is what that tells me a lot they have piglet's big movie on oh my goodness uh, I will say that it does go up to Elemental, Elemental, which is their newest one that just came out. You know, they should, they should, if they were smart and oh, um, really wanted people to buy it, is you would buy it and then you get all of the movies that come out in the future. I mean, yeah, but that's a subscription fee and they already have that. No, no, no. You just get them sent to you because you've paid yeah. them no, over $1,000 for the box set. <laughs> So he's, uh, I will say the Elemental uh, was a really good movie. Uh, I don't know if I watched that one. It's about the elements, yeah, people. I, f- I figured that. Uh, no, but like I just watched it the other day, and I was like, "All right, I'm glad that Disney can still make some it's really." A, it's a Pixar. Is it Disney Pixar? Yeah, I mean yeah. they're they're they don't do hand drawn. Yeah, anymore. So I, I know, but there seems to be a difference between Disney movies and Pixar movies still, even yeah, though they're the same I don't animation style. Understand it half yeah. the time, but good movie. Um, so a need that I need, and it sold out. But Something Lindsay, you need. If you, want, if you wanted to buy this to me for Christmas, uh, this well, would that would be probably amazing. be the only way you would get it. Yeah, uh, but Power Rangers Lightning Collection, Tommy Oliver, Master Morph. Master Morpher Premium Collectible. Ultimately, it's a Morpher with all of his uh, coins. Oh, it's only $65. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, and it's $600. No. So I've been looking for Morphers. Um, 
they haven't they did a couple years ago came back with a lightning collection and then once these are gone they're hard to get on the resale um and i've been looking and then there's been there's the trini one that's always been out there but i'm like i don't want the yellow ranger one i want green ranger and so this is you know all best of all all of tom tommy oliver who was the best power ranger to ever live and yeah it's only 65 bucks like that's not bad you pay more for things i know and this is one of the actually the last big things that I've really wanted. You said it sold out. It's sold out. It well just it. <laughs> just uh, was announced like this past week and yeah, it's sold already out sold already. out. So I'm kind of gonna have to search the webs to kind of find out where to where they're secondary selling them for close to this because I doubt it. I know. Not if it sold out that fast. And that's like honestly, at least double. It, it's like it well it's not really the holy holy grail but like out of like the collectible things that's the one that i've always wanted since yeah. i was a kid like the morpher i have in you know his dagger which i have that at least right kind of want the the white saba yeah. the white blade and that might then Ugh. then have like a full suit pussy's getting wet all over the place out there listening to this <laughs> dripping oh. <laughs> well <laughs> there probably is actually some who would be really into that i'm not gonna yuck somebody's yum but <laughs> i'm gonna say if they're dripping i have uh <laughs> i have some 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 dude dude wipes to help uh, freshen them up yeah are we sh- are we are no, we this, this uh, the last sponsored thing. by dude wipes no I, <laughs> the last thing i just wanted to bring up because uh i thought it was kind of funny so um they're, they're wet wipes. Um, yeah, for dudes. They're big, right? Yeah. They cover man hands so you don't get poo on your hand. Yeah. And <laughs> th- they came out with a fall variety. Oh, is it pumpkin uh, spice? Yes, pumpkin spice wet oh, wipes. Oh, gosh. Called Dumpkin Spice. Dumpkin Spice. Okay, that's funny. Okay. that's well, the, Because of yeah. that pun, I was like, that's these funny. deserve to at least get a mention because... That's funny. Does, do they smell like they pump, probably like, smell? They make your butthole smell like pumpkin. That's spice? what it's saying. Which also is the okay. It's the meme that's been overplayed every fall, but they're just going all in and oh. I, more power to them. The guys do don't really them? like the pumpkin. Oh, spice. I don't. I think the pumpkin spice thing is so stupid. It's like literally cinnamon and nutmeg. You guys, <laughs> fucking get yeah. over it. It's not pumpkin at all. No, it's pumpkin spice, and really, it's pumpkin pie spice. They just cut the pie out. Um, <laughs> and literally, like, you are getting upcharged for fucking cinnamon and nutmeg. Like, put that shit in there yourself. It's super cheap. Anyway, but what could you do with a with a, with a spiced butthole? What's the selling point to that? I guess if you're one of those guys who like, mm, yeah. <laughs> like to get your butthole licked, then <laughs> I guess maybe that's a selling point. Hey, capitalism. Put... <laughs> Pumpkin spice on everything. Like I said, I don't want to yuck somebody's yum. But if a guy came up to me and it was like, my butthole smells like pumpkin spice, I'd be like, okay, this conversation is super <laughs> over. <laughs> on the package, it goes, Dumpkin spice with clove, nutmeg, and other fall shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, listen, clove is actually really good for like, it's like, I think it's got like antiseptic pop 
property. So if they're actually using clove and you got butthole problems, maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> My guess is it's just scented, though. <laughs> well, with that, uh, I must bid you adieu. Okay. Well, be back here in a couple weeks. But to our listeners, it might be next year. <laughs> It might be happy, tomorrow. Happy 2024, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas and Thanksgiving and everything we missed. Stay thirsty for the end of the world. <laughs> We're going out that far. 